Welcome to a very special episode of Maple Syrup Blood Money. I am your host, Kyle Cardi, and joining me, as always, is the black hood to my filthy Santa costume. <laughs> Noah Garden. Hello, Noah. <laughs> Hello. Merry Crimbo. Merry Crimbo, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. Hardy Hollandaise, everybody. It's a very special Riverdale, de- very denominational episode. <laughs> very much so. Um, um, I guess we. This is a good episode. I feel like this is the first episode in a long time that I was like, oh, this is actually really fucking good. Yeah, like, I, I really enjoyed this episode, which is uh, episode 9, chapter 22. Uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yep. Um, it was a very good episode, um, and it is also the episode that brings, uh, Nana Blossom Watch to its conclusion, because the second I saw her, I said, oh yeah, she has something to do with that dead preacher. Yeah. 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 Um, no way they wouldn't, no way they'd bring her back for, without fucking some reason to explain why suddenly she's alive. Suddenly. Um, <sighs> this also kind of answers our question about when everything is happening, because we weren't quite sure a couple episodes ago if Christmas had yeah, happened or not. Yeah, it, it, it must have been a very cold October. Yeah. Well, they, they, <laughs> they did mention that, um, whatchamacallit, uh, snow came early to Riverdale that year, but, like, I didn't think it was going to be this early. Well, I thought that was just a liberal commentary on global climate change. Oh, no. Um... Yeah, um, it did definitely come early, and yeah, it just disappeared for a solid stretch of, like, fucking eight episodes or whatever, and now it's back, Mm -hmm. I guess. Sure, whatever, they had a very terrible October. Um, this was a good one. Noah, did you like it? Yes, I did. I I very much, because it's, it handles a lot of things and focuses mainly on, like, the Black Hood plot, which... Yeah, it was sorely needed. Yeah. Um, it does create some interesting situations with the Black Hood plot. Noah, what storylines do you want to tackle in what order? So... Uh, I think we should probably get Jughead's plot out of the way first, because it's got, like, the least amount of stuff happening. Jughead's episode was was tight though it was a very it was a very dumb but a very good arc it was classic riverdale Mm -hmm. and then it was incredibly brutal yeah yeah it was (laughs) um um yeah so take me in paint me a paint me a word picture on this the most crimbus of nights so uh jughead is basically um he's dealing with the fact that he's being put on the outside of the south side serpents this episode his dad is basically taking on his burden of working for Penny Peabody and running drugs uh, throughout town. And Jughead is trying to, like, make amends for that. He's trying to help his dad and find a solution to get rid of Penny Peabody. Um, and he's, you know, he's worried about his dad being sent back to jail. Um, he's, and he basically says, all right. I'm going to go and get all of the young serpents, and we're going to take care of Penny Peabody. Yeah, they hang out at a literal trash can fire. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and they're like, fuck this 
bitch, let's get rid of her. Which, Noah, uh, what's the, like, Las Vegas gambling number that this is a terrible idea? Oh, I'm going to put that, like, what, three to one? Yeah, this is a fucking bad idea, Jughead Jones. Like, at least just fucking kill her. Yeah. Um, but they don't. Yeah. So they, they go to, well, Jughead shows up at, like, the meeting spot where Penny and FP meet up. And uh, Penny basically thinks that um, Jughead is going to, like, take, like, help his dad out. And he's like, no, no, we're, we're going to kidnap you and all of the other young uh, Southside serpents. I almost said tunnel snakes. Tunnel snakes rule. Tunnel snakes rule. Um, yeah, they all show up in those very good masks again. Yes, they show up in their Hotline Miami outfits. <laughs> um, Fuck. And they, they, you know, they kidnap Penny Peabody, drive her out to Greendale, and, like, drop her off. And, F- uh, not FB, Jughead's like, you're staying here. Actually, you know what, you can go anywhere. You're just not doing what you're doing in uh, Riverdale anymore. Yeah, they didn't, they also did orient her, which might not have been the wisest decision. I mean, like, they could have at least just not told her where they were going so she would get lost and killed by a bear or something. Yeah. But, but like, she's like, you can't turn on me, I'm a serpent. And then she rolls up her sleeves in what I would describe as one of the worst mistakes of her life. Yes. <laughs> well, something that would be called a bad idea. <laughs> Shows her her fucking arm, which has the tattoo on it, and then Jughead's like, "Oh yeah, okay, that's cool. We can fix that." Yeah. And then he does take out a knife, and they do flense her skin. Yes. So she's she's saying all that, and she's like, "You know what? That tattoo doesn't make you a serpent." And on top of that, we're just gonna cut that right off. So we're just gonna nip this one in the bud. Eat. Um, and then. Like, Jughead's dad's parole officer rolls up, and, like, he doesn't rummage through the very suspicious bags that we're led to believe are filled with drugs. And bear in mind, Noah, at no point did I believe that Penny Peabody was, like, making FP run drugs. I'm still convinced that these are all, like, the drugs are just a cover for an even more insidious, like, eldritch, like, spell component. Well, yeah, yeah, of course. For sure. Um... And then FP is like, no, idiot, these are presents. Mm-hmm. Like, duh, dummy. And then Jughead's like, oh, by the way, we did chase we did chase her out of town like St. Patrick chased the snakes out of Ireland, which turns out weren't actually snakes, so not really great. But, um, yeah, and then FP is like, you fucking idiot. Like, she's going to come back and she's going to hurt us. Yeah. And and that that's basically it. Yeah, that, that's pretty much all that happened. Um, FP is like getting kind of fed up with, with Jughead shit and how like. <laughs> so am I. Yeah. <laughs> like um, he's not the only one. Jughead's dumb. Yeah. How, but in, it's into but being it's a good dumb. Yeah. yeah, it's good dumb. It's not like. Betty back and forth dumb. Like, this episode, we got another very good Betty. Like, this was a great episode for Betty, not an episode where Betty's dumb. But yeah, Jughead was delightfully stupid this time. Um, We can hit Cheryl's plot next, because it's like three scenes. So Nana Blossom is back. Yes, Nana Blossom is back. 
She says that she wished the mom killed Jason and Cheryl like a basket of kittens, which does infer that she has killed a basket of kittens. She has drowned a basket of kittens before. And is probably more of a dog person. Yeah. Um, she shows up, like, Cheryl shows up uh, in, like, one scene with Archie, and, like, Archie immediately leaves the scene, and I'm wondering, like, why it happened like this. Because basically, um, Penelope, Cheryl's mother, is like, we're going to have a really tight Christmas this year. In fact, there's going to be, like, no Christmas because we have no money. And Cheryl's like, well, screw that. I'm going to go get a really big tree from Archie and uh, his dad because they're selling trees to make ends meet. Um, And then when she goes to get the tree, Archie, like, says... Oh, I gotta Archie go take... Archie was called away. Yeah, Archie yeah. was called away, but, like, she sews up to ask Archie for a tree, and then Archie immediately just, like, leaves, like, here, this other guy can take care of you, which... Okay, so this is important. Yeah. Be- so it was him, right? It was him. Okay. This character is named Vic, and I want you to cast your mind back in time to episode okay. eight of season one. Okay, which one was that? That's the one where all the boys have to do the 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 underage labor for Fred. Okay. Yeah, God, that feels like eternity ago. Is Vic the guy who's like, Fred, we got bought out? Yep. Vic is the guy who says, Clifford Blossom bought my crew, and we're going to have to go work for him for two years. What the fuck? Yeah, I bet that was a pretty bad investment for old Vic. Yeah. So now apparently he's helping uh, Fred sell Christmas trees, and uh, when at some point <laughs> Cheryl comes home at like the end of the episode, and she like finds like a Santa hat on the ground, and she's like Santa, <laughs> and she finds her mother with like smeared lipstick, like getting up from a couch, and then you see like some dude like lean up, and I was like. What the hell just happened? Yeah, I thought that I was like, I was like, oh, for like a split second, my mind was like, oh, Cheryl's mom looks disheveled. Like, maybe she was doing work. Like, maybe she got a job and was doing work. And then he popped up and I was like, oh, she was doing work. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, it, are we to infer that she had sex for the price of a single Christmas tree? I, I think the guy came around, like, she went to get... Like, to re- return Money. the tree or something? And he pulled that classic, Well, I think we can find some other way for you to Yeah, pray. I don't know. I think, I don't, I'm not really sure what's happening with this. <laughs> like, I don't really understand. How- yeah, like, I, I didn't realize that it was the same guy until I sort of guessed what you were leading me into. But, like, I at least thought she was trying to have sex with a, an ugly rich old man not just an ugly old man yeah so but like have you ever seen that fucking vine where the pizza man comes and he's like did somebody order an extra sausage pizza and then the woman goes i did but i don't have any money and then the pizza man goes well why the fuck did you order a pizza like that is the situation that i imagine happening with vic but i guess instead vic did actually say okay we can come to some other terms of arrangement and then he did take out his big douglas fur wreath god oh um, the, the the douglas fur is his penis i i got that thank you okay i just wanted to make sure um 
So yeah, that's Fuck. pretty much Cheryl's whole thing. There's a another yeah. moment where Archie and uh, Betty. That's definitely more in the Archie Betty plot yeah. line. Cheryl does show up, and I do want to touch on Cheryl very quickly though before we transition. You dirty man. Me, I'm dirty. Oh, fuck off. Gross. Um, I do want to touch on, because I feel like I've given Cheryl a lot of shit recently, and specifically the writers for not knowing what the fuck to do with Cheryl. Mm -hmm. This was definitely a return to, like, classic form for Cheryl, which was good. But we did also get a little bit of, like, threatening mommy Cheryl, which I really liked. Um, Hopefully that's an indication that we're going to be going back to that. I hope so. Because that was the most interesting thing, and they just did not do anything with it. So I hope we're going back to it. And I feel like they actually wrote well for Cheryl this episode. Yeah, yeah. I think they did a good job with like what little she shows up in the episode. Yeah, I feel like all the girls were... This was a... like. I bet, you know what, Noah? I bet that if we looked at who the lead writer for each episode was, I would bet that we could probably find a correlation to whoever the lead writer was writing the the various eclectic personalities of these characters. Mm. Like, I would bet that all the stupid episodes where Betty's an idiot are written by, like, maybe one or two people. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the same people. And then all of the ones where they're, like, competent are written by different people. I wonder if that's actually what's going on. It, it very well could be. I'm sure they have, like... I'm not, you know, not like a huge writing staff, but a, a big enough one where they have multiple like small teams or like pairs of people working on an episode each or something like that. So yeah, because they'll always have the lead writer for an episode, and then that always goes through like the the bureaucratic process of like the writer's room. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so I do wonder. So um, next story, want to do Veronica? Yeah, that works. Um, so this ties in a little bit with Archie's. And the fact that um, Fred Andrews has gotten his hospital bill for, you know, being shot. And because we live in the corporate hellscape of America. <laughs> we live in a capitalist pig society. Yeah. Fucking eat the rich, everybody. Yep. Uh, his hospital bill is $86,000. Um, yeah, and, that's cool. You know, the the Andrews are having a hard enough time as it is. And the hospital bill thing is the most horrific thing that's happened in Riverdale, I think. Like, it is the single thing that has hit me the most, where it's just like, oh, fuck, like, that is the real American horror story starring Lady Gaga. <laughs> God damn it. Um, yeah, yeah. So, um, there's a, a small moment where Archie and Veronica talk about it, and Veronica's like, huh. It's not like my family isn't tremendously rich. Oh, wait, we are. I'm going to go talk to my parents about this. And they're like... They do say Glamourage eggs. I do need to to stress that they, much like American Excess, Um, they change Fabergé to Glamourage. American Excess, Spiffany's instead of Tiffany's. Fuck. And a Glamourage egg. It's so terrible. It's so good. And I am... I am drinking moonshine right now. <laughs> and this episode was amazing. And just please keep up the terrible brand names. It's, I really it's like really it. Great. It's um, so good. Hey, hey, um, 
Blover Durl, if you could hit me up with that shit, you know what? I don't think CoverGirl is sponsoring Riverdale anymore. They haven't. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Now that I'm thinking about it, so CoverGirl, if you do want to get back in the Riverdale game, but you're too scared to approach approach Roberto. You could just get hit me up, and I'll wear your makeup for money. Like it's cool. Yeah, yeah. You can Talks wear it on your your RPG streams. I'll wear it on the podcast. Yeah. People will really enjoy seeing it there. Yeah. Um. So um. I'll wear it on this podcast. I'm gonna fuck you. Think I don't wear eyeliner, bitch. <laughs> uh. So, uh, Veronica's like, you know, mom, dad, let's give some money to Fred Andrews. He is your partner, after all, and. Like, you know, we're buying, like, bejeweled eggs like Russian oligarchs. <laughs> okay, Anastasia, chill. Yeah. Um, um, I, so here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I do understand where Veronica is coming from. Like, I get it, and I think that that is the way that, like, an altruistic, like, decent human society would work. But also in an altruistic, decent human society, people wouldn't be so ludicrously rich that they could buy special eggs. Um, But, like, I do also understand where the parents are coming from because it is $100,000. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Which fucking burn down your local hospital. Don't do that. But... (laughs) Yeah, don't don't do that. Don't actually do that, y'all. Yeah, do it to Um, burn down the institutions, not the actual... Yes, yeah, burn down the concept of inflated medical bills. So, uh, they're like, no, we're not going to do that. So, Veronica snoops in her dad's office, um, finds out that he bought Pops, and then... Were we to infer that she was snooping to find the checkbook or to find, like, blackmail? I think it's kind of both. Yeah, because she sort of seemed to just accidentally find Pops. Yeah, I think she was looking for, like, some sort of ledger or something like that to say, hey, we actually do have this money to, like, spend on something like this. I don't know. The point is she goes searching around and finds... A, a folder that has the deed to Pops in it. And then she's like, okay, well, I'm going to steal my mom's American Excess black card <laughs> and uh, charge... Pay Fred's medical bills. Yeah, pay Fred's medical bills. And then when my parents ask about it, I'm going to bring up the whole Pops thing and use that as blackmail, basically, which happens. It does happen. And then the parents are like, you little brat. And then she's like, no, fuck you, dad. Fuck you, mom. And then mom is like, okay, fine. Like, we can bring you in if you want. Clearly, you've shown business acumen and resources. Like, you're resourceful. Okay, sure, whatever. We don't hear what terrible shit they're up (laughs) to, though. No, we do not. They're like, okay, we're going to go in the study and we're going to tell you everything. And then we cut away for a scene, and we cut back, and it's like, okay, so that was everything. Have any questions? Yeah, I, I guess they did shut us out of the study for a while. Yeah. They didn't let us sit in in that very creepy study. Yeah. Um, there was a moment when she's going through her desk looking for stuff where she sits underneath the portrait. Underneath of her- the fucking... Yeah, like, <laughs> talk about Russian oligarchy. Like, look at yourself, sweetie. Yeah. Um... So Veronica's like, okay, well, now that I know everything, like, I have a couple of stipulations. Obviously, the thing with Fred Andrews is going to stick. And they're like, they're not too happy about it. But I think that was, like, the main one. And She's not doing anything illegal. Yeah, and then make sure they're not doing anything illegal. And yeah, she, 
she's wisened up and she doesn't make one of her stipulations that you're all completely honest with me because she knows that her parents are sociopaths and are incapable of that because even now they are still lying to her specifically about how dad did write that threatening note to her mom yeah (laughs) like this relationship is still exceptionally toxic yes yes it is and uh hermione and hiram are like okay yeah sure and, I mean, it's not like Fred isn't going to be important for, like, the next part of our, like, devious plan. The next, the next phase, I think, is what they say, yeah. which is what supervillains call their plans. Yes. So, I think this ties into, like, the later part of this season, because we kind of tie up the Black Hood thing this episode. Uh-uh, I don't think we did. I think we tied it up for the time being, but True. I don't buy it. True. I, I don't fucking buy I it. I think no we're going to take a break from the Black Hood thing. For yeah. basically the the Lodge's Sodale project like plot to happen. So does Sodale. Um, yeah, it's gonna be terrible. But that's there's like a, some moments between Archie and Veronica sprinkled throughout where it's like, I still want to be friends with you, Archie. And he's like, okay, like okay, that's difficult, but okay. Yeah. Like I do still care about you too. Which have you ever tried to be friends with someone that you've I I don't know. I guess I'll say stopped stopped dating or just stopped having sex with. Uh, yeah. It's, How did that work out for you? It's uh, it's worked out okay in one case. Like we're still pretty good friends. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I think yeah, I'm, it's been because that has always been a kind of mutual thing. Um, mm. some other ones, it's just kind of we haven't stayed in touch just because i've moved away from places oh yeah like like there are plenty of people that i was very friendly with that i did hook up with that like we just drifted apart like but like we were still plenty good friends like i think i still get invited to like christmas events at their place but like i'm not gonna drive an hour and a half to go there i've never had like a really bad breakup like where i just can't be around the person anymore i've never been in that sort of situation yeah. Like, I do understand, which, all right, this is not a, I'm not condoning nice guys. I am condemning nice guys. Actually, this isn't a nice guy problem, because nice guys don't actually ever get anywhere with people they're interested in. But what I am saying is, I could understand a person who just really, really, really is just so passionately into somebody that being friends with them could be really difficult or impossible. Like, I could see... If that was where Archie went with it, I could completely yeah. understand where he was coming from. Like, that, that is a decision that you are allowed to make. But, like, I do still think valuing someone as a friend is great. That said, it can be difficult to separate those feelings. There is a line earlier when Betty and Veronica are talking to each other because there's this whole, like, secret Santa kind of, like, mini plot that goes throughout this episode. Which they do do the secret Santa mini plot in the school with Jughead there. I, this school just has no fucking the, structure. None of these schools do. Um, no. I mean, the South Side is understandable because it's a shithole and the children run the school. And the but, teacher is the candy man. Or the sugar yeah, man. Yeah, fuck. The, the, oh my god. No, don't confuse the candy man. He was the scary truck driver. Yes. Uh, but there's a, a moment where, like, Veronica and Betty are talking about how, like, Veronica got this thing for Archie before the breakup. And they're like, you know, we're still friends and everything. And Betty's like, yeah, isn't, isn't everybody? Like, in this sort of, like, joking tone. Because everybody is, like, on the rocks right now. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, I I do think that the show is handling this this ugly love situation very well mm-hmm. this episode. The the picture taking at the end of the Archie and Veronica thing where Veronica shows up at his house like under some mistletoe that I guess she hung up, mm-hmm. which Veronica does not strike me as the type of person who could carry a hammer slash hammer something without Archie hearing it and then hang mistletoe like <laughs> five feet above her. It's so I do be, think it's got to be tape. I no, I think that muscle butler is somewhere nearby. Mm. I think that like he is hiding in a bush. Like she was oh. like, okay, go away now. I'm sending the text. Go away, Andre or whatever the fuck his name is. Uh, it's like Andre or Adrian. Something like that. Yes. But like, and then someone is taking pictures of them kissing which I just know is going to suck the joy right out of this love triangle. Yeah. So um, they, Veronica finally tells Archie that he loves, she loves him back. Yeah, too. And they <laughs> they kiss under the mistletoe and there's pictures being taken, which I'm going to guess is either Penny Peabody getting more blackmail on Archie. Okay. Okay. Or it could be um, uh, Alice Cooper. It's, I was going to say, it's Betty's mom, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, probably. It's for sure Betty's mom. Speaking of Betty, mm-hmm. we're on to the final plot line, which is Betty and Archiekins. Mm-hmm. So Betty and Archie, uh, basically, uh, they get onto the, the plot about the Black Hood, and... They're they're talking in the hall about seeing Moose and Midge show back up in school um, after you know Moose was shot, and Archie just like I don't really want. Whenever I see them, I feel really bad because of the, the the black hood and everything. And then Betty notices that the janitor is a different guy, and is like, "Well, what happened to Mister Svensson when you and Veronica like?" confronted him like we might have put him in danger so they go to find Mr. Svensson because he's apparently been out with like a cold or something like that and when they approach his house it does like this really cool shot that I really really like that hasn't been like anything else in the show so far I think it's called a Dutch angle yeah they move I might be wrong it's a Dutch angle but they move into the Dutch angle during the shot it's like as they walk up the steps to the house, it like starts to shift into that Dutch angle to show that there's something off with the scene. Yeah, and I re- it also pushes in just ever so slightly just, to give it like mo- movement and depth. It was very good. Yeah, it was a really really good shot. I really really liked it. I wish there was more stuff like that. Um, but yeah, they can't find Mister Svensson until uh, Betty comes home and. Uh, her mother tells her that she received a, a Secret Santa gift and that she put it up in her room, which feels very unlike Alice Cooper for her to not snoop into her daughter's business. I mean, I knew immediately. I was like, okay, so the Black Hood gave it to you and it's Mr. Svensson's ear or something. Yeah. And it was his finger, though. Oh, shit. We've skipped, like, the most important part of, like, the start of Betty's plot line. Did we? <laughs> yes. So, there's this whole thing about, like, the Feast of Fools and stuff like that at the start of the episode. (laughs) Okay, so you mean the thing that isn't important, but is just very delightful. It's important for us, personally. Okay. Yeah, Uh, okay. So, 
Betty is woken up at the start of the episode by her sister Polly, who's like, it's it's time, he's here, he's here. And he's waiting for us downstairs. So they get downstairs and like Hal and Alice and Polly are all like Merry Christmas and opening up presents and stuff like that. And you see this guy bent over and it's like a guy in a Santa suit. And Betty's like, Santa? And it, <laughs> the guy turns around and it's the Black Hood in a Santa suit. And she starts to like hyperventilate. It's so very good. And then it cuts back to the wide shot of the family. And, like, the family have all had their throats slit. And they're all slumped over Hal's yeah. sitting chair. And then the Black Hood is, like, menacingly prowling over the couch with his knife. It was very good. Talk about a bad Santa, Noah. <laughs> it's just so hilarious that that shot of the Black Hood in a Santa outfit, like, creepily crawling over top of a couch is amazing it's one of my favorite things in the episode uh but yeah they receive betty and, and archie receive a finger uh from mr Stenson, and then they get called by the black hood who's like you have to find out this guy's sin otherwise he's gonna be he's gonna die basically um so uh they remember that uh mr Stenson when uh, he was put into the Sisters of Quiet Mercy for safekeeping until he was relocated yeah. in uh, Riverdale. Old, I thought the Sisters of Quiet Mercy was like a girls-only thing, but I guess not. I guess not? Yeah, like, right? Like, I wasn't the only one who got that last season, right? I didn't really think about it, but now that you mention it, yeah, I thought they were kind of a, a girls-only kind of thing. I mean, both... Well, turns out... It's not girls only, and it is full of menacing old women nuns, mm -hmm. as opposed to, I guess, old male nuns. <laughs> um, but, like, so they start to grill, like, one of the higher-up nuns, but apparently not the high-up nun, because as she's, like, going in-depth about how, like, what's happened, she does get glared at by an even older lady, <laughs> the, and then is like, I've said too much. Yeah, the, the mother superior or something like that. Of the, the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. Um, but yeah. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. They Apparently, like, the Sisters of Quiet Mercy know all about uh, the fact that, like, this, this, like, posse of people killed this preacher. Like, apparently it's like a yeah, known yeah. thing. Yeah, like, sorry I'm being quiet here. I am just, I am just digesting, even now, I'm still digesting my meal of, like, how this gaggle of old people all across Riverdale were just like, oh, yeah, we know about that murdered guy. Like, yeah, whatever. It's no big deal. Yeah. Like, don't even sweat it. It's the secret sin that everybody in the town knows about. Like, it, it actually totally is. Yeah. <laughs> it's so bizarre. Um, um, so I hope, they find out. I hope, what? like, yeah. this sort of thing is kind of what happens when we get to, like, Sabrina and, like, the Sabrina show and stuff. Oh, fuck yes. Very much I agree with you on that. Mm -hmm. Like, I want all of these, like, cryptic, dark town history blemishes all over the place for Sabrina. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we also got Penny Peabody put in Sabrina, but who knows? Um, <laughs> uh, so... Shit. The, 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 the nun lady is, like... Uh, I don't really know all that much about it. There was a, a couple of guys, and but there was this one woman who had 
white hair with like a streak of red in it. And they were like, Nana Blossom, which is the only reason she's in this episode, other to like make vague threats about drowning children. Um, so Betty and Archie go to the Blossoms to find out what happened. Um, the uh, Nana, the Archdeacon, is like, oh no. She's very animated this episode. She really is. Um, it's almost like she has vigor brought back into her. Maybe all this bloodshed in Riverdale is is re-energizing her. Or perhaps the arm transplant <laughs> continues to power her, and she does have hidden under her long sleeves one very smooth mother's arm. <laughs> <laughs> it's still my favorite thing we've come up with so far. Um, but yes, uh, Nana Blossom is like, oh yes, we, they, the, the men, the men folk, took care of that nasty business. No girls allowed. Um, they buried him alive underneath yeah. the devil's hand. The devil's hand! Yeah, no girls allowed fucking at the murder party. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and Cheryl just kind of looks at Nana Blossom like, what the hell is going on? I should, I should take some notes on this. Yeah, Cheryl always sort of seems to be involved in a situation where she's like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's bizarre. So, they, uh, basically, uh, and then Nana Rose says that, you know, her grandfather um, was involved with it, that Betty's grandfather was involved with it. So, mm -hmm. they... Also, I do, okay, so this might be, this might end up biting me in the ass, but, like, knowing writing conventions and shit like that, I do want to point out that unless I'm just completely losing it, there was, because I was wondering this whole episode how the person who shot Archie's dad tied into it. And I do think it does play into the, there's actually two Black Hoods. Like, the one who shot Fred Andrews, that was hired by Hiram Lodge, mm -hmm. and the second one who said, oh, I can use this. I can, I can that, hide my sin. But um, That is a good point. Um, I, I think that the person who shot Fred Andrews is not the current Black Hood, but the only thing that maybe means that it is was maybe it was an attempt not to punish Pop. I mean, not to punish Fred Andrews, but an attempt to punish Pop because there is a younger uh, black man in that scene where they buried that person alive. Oh, shit. I in that picture. And I think called shot, it might be Pops. Oh, Pop. man. Oh man, yeah. that's good. Ooh. Okay, 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 okay. Call okay. shot, call shot. Okay. I hope so, yes. I hope that I mean like I don't hope that I'm wrong, but like it it does make sense within the the universe of Riverdale's thought process. Okay, so now I have an idea and we'll 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 get to it. So let's let's get through this bit. So um Betty's like, my grandfather, we kept some pictures from when we got rid of all of a bunch of his old stuff. And like they're her and Archie are like talking about it and they kiss and then to like calm themselves or whatever and then they go to get the photo they look at it they figure out that this tree is in pickens park they go to the park they find the tree and they find a dirt patch with like a um a whatchamacallit in the uh 
a headstone, a, a fake headstone. Yeah, and like a I'm, grave marker? Yeah. Are you struggling for the thing that we have a thousand words for? <laughs> yes. Uh, so I'm, I'm also, I have the episode playing in the background, and I just noticed oh, something, okay. and I think I ooh. know who has who's taking the photo. Ooh, ooh. It's Cheryl. Because she what? sees okay. Archie and okay. Betty in their car as they leave. Smoochin. Okay, I mean, I think it's Cheryl. I, uh, I guess it's. A, I don't know if it's out of character for Cheryl because Cheryl's character arcs all over the fucking place. Exactly. But sure, why not? Um, maybe she also wants to smooch on Veronica. Sure. Just saying. I mean, I'm just sa- listen. Just saying, <laughs> she is getting predatory with one woman in Riverdale. Who's to say she can't get predatory with a second? And she was also a little uh, a little into Archie last season, so... Man, I Archie is still king horny, but but Cheryl might be giving him a run for his money for king horny. Yes. So, okay, so they go to Pickens Park, they find the grave marker, um, they start digging it up, and they find a pine box coffin that is empty. And... As they are saying, maybe it's a trap, the black guy comes up with a gun. Yeah, like, Like, cool thought, everybody. You couldn't have had this thought, like, 30 seconds ago? Yeah, also, I do... So... One thing that drove me nuts is that when the Black Hood was speaking to them with the gun, like... <laughs> his voice still had the modulation effect, but like when we take the the hood off of him, like there's nothing like around his throat to like modulate his voice, and he's not holding like a voice modifier box or anything. That's not what the fucking guy sounded like when he was just a normal janitor. Okay, he went to Greendale to kill Miss Grundy, and he got his hood enchanted. With by, by a spellman. By a spellman for okay. voice modulation. Okay, Ch- checks out. Makes perfect sense to me. <laughs> okay, good. We'll just leave it at that. Um, he tells uh, Archie to get into the, the coffin and for Betty to, uh, to cover him up, to bury him. And as Betty is pleading for her life, basically... Yeah. Um, we hear sirens, and yes, there is a younger uh, black man in the photo, as I'm seeing. Told it. you. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. So um, we hear police sirens, and the black hood gets distracted, and Betty just whacks him in the face with a shovel. Her only mistake is that she didn't continue to strike him and say, "Archie, push the half inch of dirt off of yeah. yourself." Yeah. <laughs> like she should have continued to bludgeon Ar- him. Archie is a strong boy. He punched through ice last season. Like, yeah, he's good. Like he, he can do it. He could have just kill build his way out of that coffin. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what but. I was waiting for, like to happen. That was gonna be like the end of the episode. Is Archie doing like a Return of the Living Dead, like? hand through the dirt pile thing. Yeah, fucking Archie wise from your grave. Like, he's good. Um, but they do chase the Black Hood who did run away. <laughs> and Archie gets that gun again. And Archie does contaminate the evidence by putting his grubby, horny fingerprints all over the gun. Um, 
so the the uh, so Black Hood is like trying to escape into what appears to be the Sweetwater River, like a, or like a tributary of the Sweetwater River or something like that, because they're they're on like a boardwalk bridge, and Archie's like, "Stop! I'm gonna shoot!" And the the Black Hood is about to like just jump over the edge, and then we he's hear, like, "You ain't got the stones, kid." Yeah. And but then the gun hear, does go off. We hear the gunshot, and like Archie looks confused for a second, and then we get to see like the coolest shot of Sheriff Keller ever. Yeah, like chin down, eyes up, brim of the hat, like, casting a delicious shadow for my very good, good dad. <laughs> He's got he takes up like a full third of the frame. <laughs> uh, it's got like this sort of um, end of Die Hard where. Um, Reginald Vell Johnson shoots that one guy. Oh my god. I shot a kid. <laughs> but like, yeah. Um, so good. It's and so the Black good. Hood does die instantly. Yeah. Which does make me think Kevin's dad might actually have something to do with it. <laughs> Fucking um, Sheriff Keller is like an ace shot and just like... <laughs> Fucking shot through the heart. Yeah. Like, donezo. That's that shit. Oh, That's that good shit. Like... <laughs> Why can't? <laughs> Never mind. I can't. I was trying to put a joke together about all those news stories where it's like police in shootout for forty-five minutes and waste five hundred rounds of ammunition. <laughs> but like, I can't thread that joke right now. Yeah. But um, yeah. He. Oh, as if summoned, there are sirens all o- all around my apartment. I think I'm going to prison for for being mean to police officers, Noah. Well, you know, um, if you only go to prison, they'll be the best thing anyway <laughs> uh yeah they take off the just black... kill me when i say please don't shoot me yeah uh when they take off the black hood it's real to be mr svenson uh, i don't buy it yeah uh I... I don't fucking buy it i think that he was coerced by the real black hood yeah i think he like you said he could have just seen it as an opportunity to uh to enact his own revenge and that the original Black Hood was like a hitman or something. Oh, no, I don't think that this dude fucking killed anybody. I don't think that... I don't think that uh, Svensson killed anybody. I think the Black Hood cut his finger off and then, like, the end of Saw won him where he was like, you're gonna do this or I'm gonna kill you. Like, I'm in the woods with a rifle. If you fuck this up, I'm gonna kill you. Ah, so they make it think like he's... He's the Black Hood. The whole yeah. thing is so over, that... and the actual Black Hood can go on his merry way. Exactly. And he'll show up again in, like, a season or two. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I think that is what happened, because there's no fucking way he was like, yeah, let me cut off my own fucking finger for goodsies. Yeah. So, that ends the, the Black Hood plotline for now. Um, at the There's a scene with the gang in Pop's diner, like, after everything has happened, because Betty and Archie are, like, covered in dirt and blood and shit. I mean, uh, Jughead does have metaphorical blood on his hands, because he did wash the very real blood off, I assume. He made made sure to take off his leather jacket when he decided to cut a chunk of skin, a literal pound of flesh, as he he says earlier. He did flense a woman. Yeah. But she's kind of a dickhead, so I guess I'm okay with it. <laughs> also, Jughead doesn't have Jughead doesn't have like a 
like a witty quote for the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah, he's just they're all just empty. All yeah. of these children are depleted. Yeah. Um they're very And then yeah. They're very tired and they're very just like worn down. Uh and then the, like the next scene is Josie and Kevin singing on the steps of Pops. Mwah. Mwah. Lovely voices, so beautiful. I guess the Josie the the pussycats just aren't a thing for right now. Yeah, I mean they did break up. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm just waiting for like cuz like in the beginning of the season, we were told that both Kevin and Josie were going to be main characters now, like primary secondary characters. Mm-hmm. Have yet to really get a single episode. We got like half of a Kevin episode. Mm-hmm. But like we haven't really gotten a Josie anything yet. So they're it's like when are those two going to get something? Just like, can we get an episode of those two and Cheryl and just like end this weird Cheryl thing and then just get a very good Cheryl, Kevin and Josie episode and never even look at Archie and the rest. That's all I want. Yeah. We, we just get a B squad episode. Those are some of my favorite episodes in television, man. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they're always um, the more interesting characters. Oh. So I got nothing else. So, there's, like, another thing with, like, the whole, um, uh, the gifts that went around. Uh, we get oh, to yeah. see what everybody actually thoughtful got. Gifts. Yeah, like, Archie gives a very thoughtful gift to Betty, and, like, everyone else just gets gifts. And also, Reggie's there. Yeah. <laughs> like, I guess we're friends with him. The police are getting closer to my apartment. I do need to stress this. <laughs> okay. I think I think something is on fire in one of the other apartment complexes. Oh shit! I can kind of hear it now. Um, all right. <laughs> so the, the the final scene is um, Betty getting rid of her her collection of like letters and and files on the black hood, and she finds the black hood that she was forced to wear, and she throws it on the fire. And as she stares at it, she realizes something and pulls it back out. And I think, like, later in the season, it's gonna be Betty as the Black Hood hunting down all of the members that in that photo. And, and murdering them? Maybe? Or trying to bring them to justice so. or something? That I That I could get behind. But, like... I do, I do, so Noah, our playthrough of uh, Riverdale 2, uh, episode 1, I feel like we didn't get the good ending plus. I feel like maybe all of our choices in our in our gameplay uh, brought us to bad ending, because we did get the, the, the ending cutscene of Betty possibly becoming evil so like i don't think that's the true ending though i think we did fuck up this playthrough i think we have to play it again i think we did i think we we have we've made some choices that didn't quite work out quite so well i feel like maybe we should have when we were playing kevin in that that kevin scene uh in the forest i feel like maybe we should have taken the decision that put kevin in the car with that creepy old man because maybe that would have played something out differently True, true. Uh, I think maybe in maybe we shouldn't have let Betty keep the hood when we made her go to the house in Fox Forest. Well, we did fail the quick time event uh, of her pulling it out of the fire. So I feel like maybe if we succeeded, her resolve would have stilled. Hmm. So like, 
I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I just feel like maybe we should just, like, delete our save data and try again. See, now I'm having this, this image of, like, a David Cage Quantic Dream game <laughs> with Riverdale, and I'm starting to want to die on the inside. It's just that white. Oh, it's an alien page. Um, oh, God. Yeah, fuck. Um, but... This was a good episode. I, I'm glad that I think what I would describe as the first arc of season two is over. Yeah. Um, and I'm ready to get into to whatever comes next. Is is are we on holiday break? We are on like, holiday break. Uh, so I'm, that was mid season. Yeah, I guess kind of. It's like the first third or or so of the okay. season. Um, the next. So there's no episode next week. There isn't an episode until January seventeenth. Are you fuck? Okay, so we're gone for a month. So maybe we will do one episode in between. Noah. I think we should do something in between now and then. Yeah, um, I do. I do agree. Maybe, ooh, ooh, actually, I'm, ooh. Going, I'm going to go see, uh, or rather, I'm going to be seeing a friend of mine when I go back down to my parents' place for the holiday season, mm-hmm. and he is bringing a copy of a particular comic. Ooh, what comic? And Archie meets the Punisher. I thought you were going to say Predator. That is, that's another one. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay, so do you want me to read Archie Archie meets Punisher? Like, I are think, we going to yeah. talk about Archie meets Punisher? I think we should do that. I think we should talk about Archie meets Punisher next time. <laughs> so I do have a question. Is it is it like modern, sexy Archie meets Punisher? Or is it like cartoony, big-ass, head-ass fucking Archie meets Punisher? This came Punisher? out in like the mid-90s. Holy fuck. So Archie is like classic Archie. Yes! And the Punisher is like classic Punisher. This is going to be fucking amazing. It's amazing, yes. All right. Um, So look forward to Archie meets Punisher in theaters sometime before fucking the 17th of January. We just got to get that that Riverdale uh, Netflix The Punisher crossover show going on. I wish I could say that that was impossible, but with the way that media is being handled in this world, fucking nothing is impossible. Sabrina's going to be a Netflix show. I know. I'm just saying. I cannot wait for The Flash to cross over with Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh my god. That's going to be the best four episode arc. Oh dude, don't even. Fucking don't even at me with that shit. Oh man. Um, So... so you want to get at us? You want to tweet at us your favorite uh, Riverdale crossovers? Uh, that's at Maple and Blood at twitter.coms. I'm pretty sure everyone knows what a Twitter is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Maple and Blood at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, maple and Blood.tumblr.com. Yep. Noah, where else are we? Uh, we have a Facebook page. That should be facebook.com slash Maple and Blood. Uh, we have our Podbean page, which is mapleandblood.podbean.com. Our WordPress site, which is mapleandblood.wordpress.com. Um, that we got a lot be, of shit. Yeah, we've got a bunch of places. Um, got a lot of shit. The easiest places to get a hold of us are on our Twitter and the email. Um, yeah. Also, Noah ask- Noah will for sure forward all of that to me as yeah. he always does. Excellent. Yes. Yeah. So, like it's it's delightful. It it brings such fucking joy to my my life. Yeah, we we love hearing from everybody. Um, everybody's little theories. Um, if let's 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 hear what y'all's theories on like the later half of the season. Who the Black Hood? If the Black Hood is actually gone, like all that kind of good stuff. Let's hear let's hear from you guys about that. 
Um, yeah. You can also leave us some reviews on like iTunes or what other podcast service you use. Um, ratings and reviews help us, you know, so that we can be found by other people. Um, share it with friends. Uh, you know, word of mouth is like the best advertising we can ask for. Yeah, we don't really advertise. This is literally just like people tell other people about our show, and we are so grateful for that. Yes, yes, we are. We are very grateful for everybody that's found us and shared us and everything like that. So we we thank you. Um, uh, I think that's it. Do we want to talk about any personal stuff going on? Um. So I. Uh, if you like to play Dungeons & Dragons, right now on the uh, Dungeon Masters Guild, um, last year's uh, holiday-themed adventure, a holiday-themed one-shot that I released, um, it just went silver medal on uh, DM's Guild. Uh, it is a very aberrant holiday special, and I can assure you it is one of the freshest fucking holiday adventures that you will come across, because it does not include the goddamn Krampus, because that's all anything anything everyone fucking does is the goddamn Krampus. Um, it is about an entity, like a Lovecraftian entity from the Far Realm called uh, the Spirit of the Season, uh, that observes like holiday traditions and then says yeah okay i want to bring holiday cheer to some people and traps them all in like a giant eldritch snow globe but unfortunately because brains in the far realm work very differently than the brains that exist in our world um it gets a couple of things wrong about how how the season is supposed to go like you know gingerbread men yeah there's eating involved but like i guess they're supposed to eat the people right that's how gingerbread men work and like yeah you put gifts around the tree so like we could just put the people with their gifts planted up to the neck around the tree which is animated and is violent um, so that's the general idea of what of what the adventure is. It is it's a holiday adventure where everything goes wrong. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, definitely check that out. Yeah, it's it's delightful. Cool. Uh, what about you, homie? Um, there's not too much going on. Uh, if you guys want to like follow me personally, um, you can find me on Twitter at Common Otaku. That's K A M E N O T A K U. Um, you can check out the other shows I'm on, primarily uh, the Role Playing Exchange, which I do with uh, my co-host Adam and Chris, which Chris has been on the show. He was in our uh, Sabrina episode. Um, Lovely boy. I'm, I'm also on the Technical Difficulties Gaming Podcast, where I've been running uh, Better Angels, No Soul Left Behind, and uh, I've been in a couple of games over there as well. Um you can also check out, I've been in a couple games on RPPR recently. Uh, oh, shit. Good, good, good for you. Uh, yeah. Uh, my good friend Bridget has been running some, uh, like, Shadowrun kind of connected one-shots. And uh, we've been doing, like, a Fate Core Samurai game, which has been a lot of fun. Um, that sounds tight. That's really good. My It might be one of my favorite characters I've ever played because I'm basically the, uh, the official second. So I do, like, the... The seppuku. Oh, you do the, uh, the beheadings in case they make a noise yeah. and stuff? Yeah, that, and I do, like, the executions and stuff like that, but I made my character both clumsy <laughs> and squeamish. You dipshit. So he's forced into this position where he has to, like, 
kill people, but the blood just makes him very, very, like... I'm gonna throw up! Uh, yeah. Um, oh, boy. So the first episode of that actually just went out, uh, Two Fangs of Winter, so check that out. Um, I think we're doing another episode, or recording another episode tomorrow, so I'm really excited for that. Um, but yeah, that's, that's really about it for me. Yeah. Um, cool. So, uh, everybody... Have a happy and safe holidays. Yeah, whatever. If you do anything, or even if you don't do anything, be careful out there, because around by me, it's icy as shit. So yeah, it's it's getting cold down here, but it's not quite as yeah. bad. Drive safe um, anyway, because car accidents can happen at any season. And that was your holiday PSA by Kyle Cardi. Uh, <laughs> uh, have a have a merry new year as well. Oh, yeah, shit, it is almost the end of the year. Good God. Because I don't know if we'll have our next episode up by then or not. Almost assuredly not. You'll see us in 2018, y'all. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well. So, uh, for Maple Syrup Blood Money, I have been your slightly burned Black Hood, Kyle Cardi. And I have been your incriminating photo of a murder. <laughs> You're getting so much better at these. <laughs> no, Garden. <laughs> Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs>